Welcome to the Church Fails Podcast, where we bring our failures out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about our challenges creating intimate worship moments in service. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade Young, creator of Collaborate Worship and the lead pastor at No Limits Church. My name is Dylan. I'm the creative director at Collaborate Worship and the worship leader at No Limits Church. And we're brothers. And we're brothers. In case you didn't know that. <laughs> Interesting fact. All right, so have you ever come to a great moment in the service where like a more flowy, worshipful moment, and then like it's it's time for that, and you're just kind of blanked out? Mm-hmm. If you haven't, then you must be some kind of super worship leader because I think we've all ruined some intimate worship moments. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dylan probably has the funniest mishaps. So why don't you start us out? I don't know if I'd agree with that. <laughs> you, we just can't remember yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. So I want to start off by telling you um, how we plan for intimate worship sessions, Mm -hmm. intimate worship moments. We talked about this in a previous podcast, but I don't like to necessarily plan them, just to be intentional about doing them. And so the worship service itself is pretty planned out. We believe that God can work in a plan just as much as he can in something spontaneous, but there should be that, that moment in there. Mm -hmm. That's what we believe. And, So I usually say, let's be intentional about doing a worship moment after the third song or after the second song. We do three songs every Sunday. And I put a pad in the backing track that will crossfade from the third song into that pad. And then we just maybe continue playing the chorus from the third song or whatever. And we just give a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. There's no time restraint on it. We're not doing anything specific. And... Yeah, sometimes we fall flat on our faces with that because maybe we just blank out or we're we're in our own heads. I usually am the one to lead those moments. I I have my other vocalists lead those moments as well, but it always seems like it's usually me. And I think there are times when I get distracted or maybe I'm just not having a great Sunday (laughs) and I'm I'm not connecting personally with God as well as I could be. And so then I'm just, I'm in my own head and I'm starting to think about what do I need to do to make this moment work instead of like, what's God leading me to do? Wait a minute. So worship leaders don't have to be at a hundred percent all the time. No. (laughs) And I thought it was just, (laughs) so in some of those moments, I just blanked out and thought, I don't know what to do right now. And I'm trying to think specifically what some funny things I've done. I think I've probably just said, Let's all close our eyes and take a moment to get silent. <laughs> I think that's a good fallback if you don't know what else to do. And I talked about it in a previous podcast. There's also been moments where I didn't give any direction to the congregation and they need a little bit of direction because they're not going to be as comfortable in those moments as you are as the worship leader. And so I'll usually now I have them, let's sing the chorus and then I'll ad lib behind them and we see where it goes from there. But there would be times when I would just like go straight into ad libbing and they're just kind of staring at me. They don't know what to do. Are we supposed to listen? (laughs) And so then I'm kind of frustrated. Like, are you guys going to join me or not? You know, (laughs) and those aren't really fun times. (laughs) You did come to church, didn't you? Why aren't you singing? Yeah. Is that what you want to say? Is that what's going through your head? Why aren't you singing? (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) But then there's also times where I've gone overboard and given too much direction, had some crazy ideas. And I don't know, they might've been spirit led, but I think it made more people feel awkward than it helped people. Mm. At least it helped. It probably helped some people. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, like, for example, I've given complicated singing directions. Like, I've... We're going to sing the verse and then the chorus and the bridge. Everybody <laughs> join in. <laughs> or I've just given them an, an ad lib to sing with me. Yeah. And, you know, they're used... They, they know the song and they're probably not going to venture off of it very much. And that's fine. Um, so, I'm like, okay, sing this out with me and I'll have them repeat it after me. And then... I try to have them sing it along with me. And it doesn't always work out very well. <laughs> it gets pretty awkward sometimes. And so I kind of just stop doing that. I just give them like sing the chorus or I'll have them go into the bridge and then I just ad lib behind them. And then the people that are comfortable with it will ad lib with me. And that's mm-hmm. super cool. But most people need that direction. Agreed. Um, and there's been other times where I talked about this in a previous podcast. So I've, I've gotten off the stage and given other people the mic, people that I thought would be comfortable uh ad-libbing with me i'm like here here's the mic let's hear what your worship would be like in this moment and like i said that was one of those moments where it probably made more people uncomfortable than it did help people and that was me just trying to try new things i don't think i did it after that (laughs) because it felt a little cringy (laughs) but i I didn't know until i tried so that's true and there's been a few other times like that but I mean, you never know till you try. So it's probably worth it to try those things out. Maybe just give it a little bit of thought before you actually do it to how is this going to make everybody feel? And we we don't want to be a hundred percent like feeling led. Obviously we want this. If the spirit tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Whether I think it's going to make people uncomfortable or not, but we don't want to shove them out of their comfort zone. Right. So let's talk about the things that kill worship moments. The one that comes to mind for me is whenever the keyboard player starts going over complicated and they don't just keep it simple. And keyboard players are known to do that. <laughs> they got 88 keys to choose from. You know, because you are a keyboard player. I know. And we, we, we got to touch them all. <laughs> Plus, and it's so pretty, you know, and then it becomes all about the keyboard and you're actually trying to just connect people with God. So sometimes the best option is just to have a pad only Mm -hmm. if the keyboard is playing then like just a chord here and there you know or like the acoustic guitar is playing just like softly picking in the background instead of like really going at it and strumming it out and i get it like as a musician you're passionate and sometimes you just get excited and and that's how the spirit's moving on the inside of you so you just really want to take off and do Mm -hmm. your thing but and our keys player she's so awesome oh my gosh she's an incredible class classical piano player Mm -hmm. and if it's got some crazy movement like she's gonna kill it Mm -hmm. but she feels held back whenever you tell her to just play some chord progressions like what (laughs) (laughs) i can't (laughs) and so that's been a source of contention for her, her over the years but she's gotten like so much better at like understanding why those moments are important to just kind of simplify things and now now if i tell her let's simplify that she knows exactly what i'm talking about but i'm not a keys player so it's really hard for me to communicate those things to her and um you're probably in the same boat i think you just kind of have to come up with some lingo that you can both understand um yep yeah need more space in this or maybe i should ask you how to communicate those things i never did yeah like just saying something like you need we need more space between your notes less notes less movement less movement yeah those things are going to make sense to them sometimes they might want it more laid out like what exactly are you wanting yeah. like just the chord progressions that are on the sheet or do you want me to add the pickup notes in there too or what you know yeah be really clear uh-huh. i think as a keyboard player like you kind of have this pressure to to perform like 
to make it sound something other than just playing chords. I think that's a pressure that every keyboard player feels. So that's probably why they make it overcomplicated in the first place. Mm-hmm. So maybe just explaining to them and putting them at ease, like it's okay that you're just playing a chord every other beat or whatever. Like that's what we're looking for. And that's what's going to create the best moment. It doesn't mean you're a bad piano player or that you're not a skilled piano player. That's just what we need to do right here. And that's probably a training for every musician. And you don't really have to deal with this, but I can remember back when I was a worship leader, I had a guitar player who couldn't sit still. And it'd be a worship moment. And he would just start ripping something over there on his <laughs> guitar. I'm not even kidding. It was cool though. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on over there? Because I think as a worship leader, you just assume that everybody else is going to get it, but they don't. So you got to take that assumption off the table and be really clear with your team about here's what we're trying to do here. We're trying not to be distracting, but we're trying not to let the room feel naked. You know, we're trying to connect people to God and you can either be distracted. You can be distracting to that by doing too much or doing too little. So let's find the place that's just right. Mm. And then you practice that. Yeah. That's what's weird too, right? Practicing a worship moment. And it's supposed to be spontaneous. Yeah, but you still need to have some direction. Here's the four chords we're going to play. So everybody knows, you know, that sort of thing. Yes, what I do in rehearsal is I just give them a starting point. So I'm like, the third song is going to end. We're going to go back into the chorus chords and follow me after that. I mean, we're going to go back into the chorus chords and expect me to go back into the bridge at some point. And it took them a little while to figure out how to follow me, how to follow my cues. But after we rehearsed it enough, like we're pretty in sync on that kind of stuff. So just give it some time. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you have an established team, everybody starts getting on the same page with how those things flow out. But I mean, not ever, not very many people are going to have that that privilege. Like, there's always going to be new people on the team that haven't got the feel for it yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's important to at least practice your your transition into it and your transition out of it, because a lot of team members are going to like have their own worship moment, or they're going to want to, and they're going to be over there in their own world. Their eyes are going to be closed. They're going to be going three minutes after you wanted the worship moment to end as mm-hmm. the worship leader. So it's also communicating with them and training them your signals. Here's how you're going to know when it's time for us to move on. And I need you to be looking and paying attention mm-hmm. to, you know, whoever's leading the worship moment. Mm-hmm. It's also important to talk to them about their body language too. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you looking like when we're having these worship moments? Are you worshiping? <laughs> yeah. Like if the drums aren't playing in that moment, like he needs to be worshiping like you'd expect the congregation to, you know? Yeah. And he might just not know that, like he doesn't know the expectation. So you got to communicate that to them. That's true. And if you got cameras and live stream going, then you always have some good footage to look back on. Mm-hmm. And so if you're having a musician that's not playing and being distracting, that's a good uh, way to show them what's going on. Even if you're not live streaming, just pull out somebody's phone and record one Sunday so that you can be like, here's why we don't do that. Yeah. Another thing that just came to mind is... I know for me, for a, a while, I kind of thought that I was the only one that could take on those moments as the worship leader. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I didn't want to every time. <laughs> and I'm like, there's there's gifts on the team, with the, especially with the lead vocalist, to be able to handle these just as much as I can. Mm-hmm. They might not be as comfortable with it as I am, but they can get there. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a proud worship leader moment a couple of weeks ago when my little sister, who she plays acoustic guitar and she sings it sometimes as well. And, uh, I'm, I've just known for the longest time, she's had that, that worship leader down on the inside of her and she's just had, had a hard time bringing it out, I guess. Maybe she just didn't know that she was allowed to, I think is what I figured out. And so that a couple weeks ago on that Sunday, 
uh, she was leading the third song and I gave her the worship moment after it for obvious reasons. And she was just concerned about what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? And I finally just said, like, you're the worship leader in this moment. I, it doesn't matter what my input is right then. I'm letting you handle it. You make the decisions on what you want to sing, what you want to go into. And she just, she surrendered and she just let the spirit lead her. And it was beautiful. She really got into it. And it was awesome because she, she never really surrendered in a worship moment like that before. And I think she just finally, once I gave her all the authority in that moment to be able to do it, mm-hmm. she realized that she could. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And so I think I learned you got to set the expectation. Like you're capable of doing this. It doesn't matter what I think in that moment because it's on you. You have the microphone. So if you mess up, that's okay. You'll figure out what to do next time. Mm-hmm. I've definitely messed up quite a few times myself. So yep. <laughs> Well, that wasn't how I envisioned that coming out. <laughs> you drive home that day and you're like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's good stuff. All right, so I think we've kind of incorporated all the practical tips like into mm-hmm. the problems, but let's go ahead and reiterate it. You kind of had two main things that you wanted to get across. So just recap those real quick. So what I've learned is that you should have a a loose plan. You should be intentional about having a moment in the service. If you you don't think that worship should have those moments in it, like that's fine. (laughs) We're not telling you that you need to put it in. But if you're, if you're in a position where you're trying to figure out how to make that work in your worship service, that's my tip. Be intentional about it. Don't over plan it. Just say, have a time in the service where you can do it to where you have the flexibility for sure. Um, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Have have a starting point and then let Him lead you. It's it's really hard at first, but you'll learn by trial and error. Mm-hmm. You'll learn how to surrender more. And it's a beautiful thing once you get close to Him in that way that you can hear His voice in those moments. It's awesome. And then give your congregation some direction, but don't completely hold their hand. Uh, maybe ask them to sing the chorus while you ad lib, but don't expect them to ad lib along with you the whole time. Gauge where your congregation is at and give them appropriate direction. Those are my tips. Yep, that's good. The only thing I'd add is to learn to be okay with people who are simply quiet and reverent during a worship moment. Like it doesn't mean they're not engaged. They might just seriously be enjoying experiencing the presence of God mm-hmm. in the room, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think as worship leaders, you just want everybody to be like singing in the spirit or like whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know but they're just sitting there with their eyes closed or maybe they're staring off into space. You don't really know what's going on in their head or in their heart. So you just got to trust that you did your best to lead them into a moment and yeah, let them have their moment. That's something the Lord really convicted me about recently because I guess I had an expectation for everybody on how they should worship, what they should look like. Mm-hmm. The Lord was like, yo, everybody worships different. <laughs> maybe they don't agree with the way you do it because <laughs> they want to do it another well, way. <laughs> I was like, that's a good point, Lord. Thanks for that. <laughs> yep. That's true. Yeah, don't put expectations on people because they're all going to be different. And it's funny because as a worship leader for 10 years before I came lead pastor, I think everybody would probably expect me to be at home singing songs all the time and like, you know, being loud in, in my worship and in my personal worship time, like I'm actually really quiet. Sometimes I just listen to the song and let the lyrics kind of soak in and mm-hmm. let it minister to me. And I do that during church sometimes. And it's not because I'm not engaged. Like I'm seriously just like letting the song minister to me or... You know, you just can't, you don't have to sing out. You don't have to clap. Like you can be worshiping God in your own way and it's okay. I'd say there's a big difference between someone that worships expressively and someone that worships in freedom. True. If that makes sense. That's a good point. 
like is your congregation worshiping with freedom not really what do they look like but are they free like yeah. do they feel free to worship however they see fit do they feel close to god do they feel close to god yeah hmm. yeah ponder that one it's mm. good stuff i think that's really what our job is as worship leaders is helping them to worship in freedom Cause really, that's what really what worship is. You're thanking God for the freedom that he's granted you. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's someone in your congregation who just hasn't found freedom yet. And that's probably why they're not connecting with worship. And so that's probably a good time to, to help them out, to take that step towards freedom. And then I think once they find freedom from whatever it is, that's holding them back. You'll, you'll see them really surrender and worship. How, how can you not once you found freedom from something that's been holding you back for a long time? Yep. It's true. Good stuff. Hmm. Let's just have a worship moment right here. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's where people turn us off. (laughs) Uh, I guess one final point that before we we close this down is the importance of worship moment to me in a set is for a breathing moment. We were, I feel like we're trained as Christians to when it's prayer time, like we pray, 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 and then we're done. And like we never take a moment to listen when we go to church, we sing, 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 sing. We listen to the pastor, listen to the pastor, and then we're done. Like we need to put into our culture, like as a Christian, like even in our individual lives, take those moments to breathe, listen, because those are when that's when God, the Holy Spirit, really speaks to you. Mm-hmm. How can He speak if you're if you're just one doing all the talking all the time? So. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like a a way to get your your church to to practice what they should be doing at home to have those breathing moments word well i hope you enjoyed this episode and it's brought you some encouragement to know that you're not the only one who has bombed some worship moments you meant to lead them into the presence of god and you totally led them out of the presence of god yeah we've all we've (laughs) all done that so put yourself at ease just use those opportunities to uh make it better next time that's what it's all about Um, If there's anything that we'd ask you to do at the end of this podcast is to subscribe so that we can let you know when the next one comes out. And also while you're at it, tell one of your worship leader friends about the podcast because I bet they'd get a good laugh out of it too and they could learn along with us. We'll catch you next time.